Alright guys, guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's, What's up? <laughs> so I think we should announce to our listeners yeah. the new decision that was made in the staff meeting this oh, morning, the yeah. formatting, the programming changes that we're bringing to the show. Mm. This is now a flat earth science show. <laughs> <laughs> Do we dispute it? Do we agree? Right. We'll find out. Right. We get to tune in every week. Another 161 episodes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I love people who like legit. I mean, I've never met one, but I know they exist. <laughs> We're all about the flutter. We're all about like just crazy uh. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, statistically, mm. like we're having a good, I'm sure as you saw when you walked in, it's a pretty busy day to today at the theater. Yeah. So let's say that, and I don't know the number, I haven't been tracking it, but let's say a thousand people come through the doors. There's a thousand people in the building right now. Statistically, one of them's a flat earther, oh right? Oh my gosh, yeah. Right? So probably right now in this building, somebody who likes the same movies that we do, likes the same snacks that we do, you know, comes to Penn Cinema for their family entertainment, like a regular person, yeah. you know, and they're sitting in here believing that the earth is flat. This is like a Seinfeld episode, you know? <laughs> like they start dating the perfect person and then they just like, they blow their nose to the right and they're like, right. ah, ah. It's not gonna work. I couldn't, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Podcast at Penn Cinema, if you are a flat earther. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've clearly pitched it in a positive light. <laughs> right. If you have the balls to admit it at this point, then God bless and let yeah. us know. No fakes. No, real deals. Real deals. And also, I'd be interested to know if any of our listeners have, like, friends or family. You know how you have, like, family who's, like, embarrassing? That, that one uncle. Yeah. Like, Instead uh, of politics, he's like, right. we live on a flat earth. Right. Oh, you still buying that round earth BS? <laughs> we fix the moon landing. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Now, speaking of interesting facts. Yeah. All right. So, uh, big movie out this weekend called Studio 666. Yeah. We watched a trailer. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Channing Tatum has a big movie out called Dog, mm-hmm. right? No, I'm sorry. I wrote Dog, but that's not the movie that I'm talking about. I'm talking about Peter Dinklage's movie, Cyrano. What oh, is it? Cyrano. Cyrano. What did I call it? Serrano? Serrano. Yeah. So yeah. Studio 666, which is a ridiculous horror movie. Which we were told both were correct, by the way. Oh, okay. Frodo told us. Nice. I didn't see that. I can't remember where it was, but yeah. she did say. Okay. So anyway, we have Cyrano and so we have Studio 66. <laughs> <laughs> which looks like sort of almost a horror movie that's supposed to be so bad that it's good. Yeah, it can't be. Type campy. of thing. Yeah. Campy. Yeah. And then we have Cyrano, mm. which looks like it's trying to be sort of a comedy love story type of thing, right? Mm. Yeah. Drama? It's based off of a book that's became a play. That the movie's based off of the play. You lost me at the play. Yeah. All right, but here's my point. Which one of those 
We, I'll just, which one of the, which one do you think was the bigger movie at the box office? I would imagine out of those two. Yeah. That Cyrano would do better. Obviously. However, Cyrano looks like a worse movie. Obviously. Yeah. On both counts. Cyrano has the commercial budget, has the marketing, has the big star, blah, blah, blah. Studio 6666. <laughs> Pardon. <laughs> Studio 6. <laughs> Studio 6 beat it by like 200 grand. I mean, neither one of them did wow. well. Neither one of them did well. Yeah. But I... I was shocked. I've heard some bad things about Cyrano. Yeah. Bad. Anyway, um, the other fun fact about the box office this weekend is Tom Holland currently stars in two of the top three movies in the country right now oh with boy. Uncharted and Spider-Man. Oh boy. I saw a funny I saw a funny thing this week. You remember that little movie? Uh, Dune? No, it was Licorice Pizza. Oh, I do. Yeah. And the main girl in that is in a band. Yeah. The uh, Haines sisters. Haim, Haim or whatever yeah. it is. They had a video out where they're like counting down to when we asked Tom Holland to join us on tour. And it was like every day for like a month of them being like psyched. And then they, like the last thing of them was like in front of his dressing room door at, at like the night, the tonight show or whatever. And they're like, here we are day one. And then at the bottom, it just said, we didn't meet him. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah. You see, you think he's that big of a star. I think it might just be production. Yeah. Schedule. Like, schedule. schedule. Like they, they just filmed the, song probably at a different right, time right right yeah. all right so speaking of um box office news pen cinema i just want to share this because this is the kind of movie that some people might be really excited about and it might be interested to know that pen cinema at all three locations is opening uh juju kaizan is it zero or O? Oh? I have never heard of this it's from the people who brought us um demon slayer demon slayer yeah is it the same it has already grossed $100 million since it opened in December in Japan. Wow. And it's making its uh, American debut uh, March 18th with Sneak Peeks Thursday night on the 17th. And I want to give a little shout out to Hunting the Valley because mm. we had a fun situation over the weekend. Yeah. I booked this movie for Lidditz and Wilmington. My staff in Hunting the Valley, we have somebody on the team who's like super creative and they put together a slideshow. And the title of the slideshow was Why We Should Open Juju Kaizen O. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was like a 10-slide thing included, like, facts and figures. Like, it was hilarious. And, and like, one of the slides was like, sure, the audience is going to be a bunch of weirdos, but 75% of our employees identify as weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it was great. It was so great. And, like, the, the one slide was, like, had a um, had the trailer embedded into the slide, mm. and it said the trailer is dope AF, you know? Like, <laughs> it was just really, like, a fun thing. And then it was saying, like, how much money you would make if you opened it, and then they were like, that's a lot of money. You could buy Mamma Mia with that money. <laughs> So I really appreciated the enthusiasm, and I immediately, I literally watched this. So the general manager in Huntington Valley forwarded the, the slideshow to me. I watched it and immediately called the studio and asked if I could get a third print. And they were like, nice. they were like yeah. So, and then, because when, when the kid made the slideshow, um, Juju was at $92 million. Okay. So when the studio, so I forwarded the slideshow to the studio. So did like, you really? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I sent it to the, to the studio and was like, by the way, 
you know, check this out. And the studio wrote back and was like, that's great, but we crossed a hundred million dollars recently. So Whoa. yeah, so it's pretty cool. So we're excited. It, it's um, <clears throat> gonna be dubbed and also subtitled. Okay. Yeah, so you'll have those choices. Yeah. And that's a couple weeks after Batman. What's interesting is Batman opens March 4th, there's a handful of smaller titles on March 18th. Literally no titles on March 11th. Like really? not, not even small, quirky, like zip, zero, no titles. Wow. That's crazy. Which is, I think, if, I, if Drew is correct, it's the hole that Disney left with Turning Red. Mm. Why didn't they put something out on an empty week like that? Oh, Turning it's Red so stupid. Who killed? I know. I know. All right. Speaking of uh, things that are going to do huge, uh, Batman opens this week, Tuesday night in IMAX. The It's like a one-time only fan event, 6 p.m. in IMAX, but then it doesn't open again until Thursday at 3 p.m. Hmm. So there's still some tickets left Tuesday night at 6 o'clock um, if you're listening to this before Tuesday and want to come in and see the show. Have we covered this movie before? What? Have we heard about that? Do we know this is coming? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so what I want to, the reason why I mention that, because mm. I guess probably most of the people listening to the show know that Batman's coming out. Mm. But I heard some bad. <laughs> Literally before I came up here to record, I was talking downstairs with Goonies Jason. I said, what, what is it that comes out next week? He's like, Batman. I was like, why can't I remember that for the life of me? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but did you hear about this? What's that? Colin Farrell has a Penguin spinoff? I heard they were th talking about it. Well, he's got one. And it's on HBO Max, and he says the producer, the Batman producer, says that Colin Farrell's uh, Penguin spinoff will be quote like a Scarface story. Oh! And um, this is Dylan Clark, the producer, who went on record and said the spinoff will trace the villain's rise to power. So it's like a what do you call origin story? Yeah. For the Penguin with Colin Farrell. That's pretty cool. I mean. I, I think I, it's cool. I think it's cool too. Keep it's the same actor and everything. Exactly. He is unrecognizable. Right. As the penguin. Well, did you read the story he went to Starbucks? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody knew who he yeah, was. That was yeah, pretty yeah, funny. Yeah. I think I think that this is an attempt to do what Marvel does. Like this is their own like Disney Plus Marvel. Well, they've kind of tried to do it with Peacemaker. Yeah. And did you finish Peacemaker? Not yet. Yeah. They they didn't do a bad job. Yeah. It's not Marvel level. No. But they didn't do a bad job. <laughs> you look like a little kid just then. Uh, you were like, it's not Marvel level. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what is? <Right. laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Um, we, speaking of these spinoffs, right? Right. We're all familiar with Sony's shit Spider-Man verse, right? Well, I don't think I care for your tone, but yes, I'm familiar with it. Oh, really? I don't think that I care for your tone, Mr. Moulton. Mm, that's crazy. I mean, you've seen Venom, right? Vicky's <laughs> <Pinky's> out. <laughs> he really did it. He really did it, folks. Sip it out of the cup with his pinky straight out. Straight out. Well, we got Morbius coming Oh, out. great. Yes. Right? When's right. that? End of April or something? Who knows? Yeah. They push it back every can't two, wait. two to ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> right? So Morbius is coming out. But the next movie in the series of films that should involve Spider-Man, but for some reason don't, <laughs> is called Craven the Hunter. 
So is that what it says on the bottom of the title? It has like the title of the movie and then underneath it, it says the next in the lineup of movies that should involve Spider-Man, but don't. <laughs> but for some reason. But, but for some so reason, don't. don't. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's exactly what it says. Yeah. So the next one's Craven the Hunter. Okay. So the Illuminati alleges Russell Crowe has been cast in Craven the Hunter as Nikolai Cravenoff, the father of Sergei Cravenoff, aka Craven the Hunter, and Dmitri Smirdin. I don't know how to say it. The guy who plays the chameleon, the, right, guy, the character right, that's right, the chameleon, right, right. was another. Used to be one of my favorite Spider-Man villains. So they also, su- they also suggest that Taylor Page will play Calypso, the voodoo priestess long associated with Craven in her bid to get revenge with him against Spider-Man. See, right there, you can't even describe the character without saying their main motivation for being anything is because they want to get revenge on Spider-Man, a.k.a. the character that does not exist in this universe. For some reason. For some reason. <laughs> but should. Right. <laughs> uh, tell me more about the Illum- the Illuminati. It's like, the Illuminati is like, um, like, Nerdist. It's like a website. Is, is it like a website you sign up for newsletters? I, I think you can. I mean, it's like any other news. So you just ch- check it out? Yeah. So it's you're, it, so it's you're, like Joe Blow. Your morning's like New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Illuminati. Y- yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's, well, it's mostly like superhero stuff. And yeah. Like real nerdy. Right. You know, I used to have a podcast called The Official Nerdo. No. Yeah. I did I, not know that. I did. I love the logo that I had for it and everything and just didn't what the logo look like it was like a circle with an a but like the the a was also the n and like it like popped out of the circle a little Ah, bit it was that sounds dope myself oh my god out of it it just didn't last the Uh, person I did it with and I just we just didn't keep up with it yeah but it was so fun yeah you need a committed co-host I know yeah someone willing to go to 161 maybe 63 we'll see (laughs) see how this flat earth pans out (laughs) (laughs) everything was going great till we decided to tweak our programming so for movies the flat earth it's surprisingly the audience didn't jump (laughs) they thought they they would (laughs) they're not listening anyway (laughs) all right now listen uh, I'm going to let you do this one because this is too good. Okay. The Fast and Furious 10 has started filming. What now, let they, me tell you, Penn. What are they going to call it? If they don't call it Fast 10, your seatbelts, <laughs> I'm going to be furious. I'm out. I'm You're going to be furious. Yeah. <laughs> How can they, if they don't, if they miss this pun, uh, if they don't call it Fast, the number 10, yeah. Something fasten your seatbelts. If that's not even like the like fast ten your seatbelts, it's gonna be a frames. wild ride. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Like, should, we should just give up. That's right. not an original joke, <laughs> by the way. I wish I could take credit for it, but ugh, it really gets to you, David. Yeah. Now, if I was gonna make like, for example, a Star Trek four movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. You know, if I mean, I'm not a movie. I don't make movies. I play them, I exhibit them. But if I was? I don't make movies, I just make them on TV. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Disney. Oh, oh snap. snap. Boom. Actually, I should say Universal. Mm. Um, okay. If I was going to make a movie, Star Trek Four, mm-hmm. what would my, my top order of events probably lock in the money, mm-hmm. right? Set a script. Like, that's like a producer, right? Mm-hmm. 
get a script, mm-hmm. right? That's a, a scribe. A producer, yeah. Yeah. Director. Then a director. And then immediately after that is what? Like the cast. Lock, lock in your prime directive cast. Your leads. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So Star Trek Four recently announced. J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams produced. Yeah. And they got it all. They got a cast. And they're all good to go. And they announced Star Trek Four, And you and I reported on it here it, using our good name. Yeah. Put our you know journalistic integrity to the test and reported mm. to our devoted listeners that Star Trek Four was on the way, and then the cast raised their hand in the back of the room, and they were like, "Uh, this is the first we're hearing about it." Yeah. Apparently, it all hinges on Chris Pine right now. Yeah, and he didn't even know about it until he was listening to the Penn Cinema podcast. He was like, "Hold up." He was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. Did they just say Star Trek Four on my favorite podcast? You're right. The Penson of the Podcast out of right. Lewis, Pennsylvania. What? It was super awkward because he called in. Yeah. Most people know they you you write in mm. podcast at pensinema.com. Everybody knows that, but he was so upset he called the theater. Yeah, but it was super awkward because we were busy, so it Some went to voicemail. voicemail. Yeah. yeah. One of the managers was like, by the way. You this, know, this Chris dude, called again. Right. Right. <laughs> again. Again. <laughs> Do you even want this message? Right. right. No, I'm good. I got his number. Um, so that's kind of crazy that JJ Abrams was like, yeah, we're moving forward. It's going to be all the original cast. I take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. I, I take this headline with a grain of salt. I think what this headline represents is Chris Pine negotiating his salary. Yeah. Well, it wasn't just him, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's very much. All of them negotiating their salary. Yeah, maybe it was one of those things where like they kind of talked about it, and J.J. Abrams was just like, "Yeah, of course we'll have the original cast back," and it was taken right. as we have the original cast. Right, right, right. Okay, one of my all-time favorite studios, STX, mm. has taken the massive blockbuster Operation Fortune and removed it from their release schedule. It is now quote unset. And the official site merely says coming soon. It was initially supposed to be released in the dead dog days of January. Mm -hmm. And then it moved to March 18th. And now it's moved to obscurity. Yeah. Now, if we recall, because I sensed a bit of trepidation in your voice here. Etude. Yeah. Yeah. This this was specifically the movie that you were like, oh, this is going to suck because it's got... Jason uh-huh. Statham in uh-huh. it. And then I was like, hold up, my broski. Right. Rewatch that trailer, and your world was flipped upside down. And you were like, are you telling me this trailer that I laughed at multiple times stars the one and only Josiah Statham? Right. Yeah. What's your point? I'm just saying, I still don't think this movie is going to be crap. You don't think this movie? I don't think this movie is going to be good, but I don't think it's going to be crap. I think it's going to be crap, and I'll take it a step further and say you're going to watch it on TV at home. <gasps> How dare you? I'll bet you any amount of money they have this out of the release schedule because they're in the process of selling it to some shitty platform, probably like Paramount Plus. No. If I had to guess. Peacock. Don't even, Hulu. Don't even drag. This is a Hulu. Don't, this is a uh, Hulu title. I had a conversation with someone. <laughs> they threw it back in my face because they were like, you should really watch whatever. And then they said something else. You should really watch this. And I was like, well, what are they on? And they're like, oh, they're on Apple TV. And I said, I don't have it. And they're like, oh, well, it's not that expensive. And I was like, well, 
I kind of made a big deal about how I don't, <laughs> how, on the po- I kind of made a big deal on the podcast how how it was dumb that they were they were were going to fail, and now I got I got to st- kind of stand to it. <laughs> I've, like, I've taken a public position out of principle. Yeah, and they were like, "Fine, fine." So then, like a week later, I was like, "You got to watch Battlestar Galactica." And this person's like, "Well, you see, I have this podcast, and I need a strong stance about it, and I can't out of principle." I was like, "All right, fine." I hate that when you take a position and then you want to change your mind later. Some of those shows, man, they look good. Yeah, I just can't bring myself. Yeah, Ryan another, Reynolds another um, teased a batch of Deadpool three news. So what are we doing here? Okay, so people are like Ryan Reynolds. Pretend you're Ryan Reynolds. All right. <laughs> Yo, Ryan. Hey, what's up? What's up, man? Yeah. You're hilarious in those movies, but really boring in real life. But anyway, <laughs> let me tell you, have you what, what's going on with Deadpool 3? Oh, all kinds of stuff. Let me show you some set pictures. What? No, get yeah. out of town. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Looks yeah. just like Marley. That's crazy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> my, fr- my friend's daughter. <laughs> you know her too. Um, so anyway, uh, what's really going on with Deadpool 3? Yeah, I have no idea. No idea. Exactly. Here's what I think is really going on. People are like, what's going on with Deadpool 3? We keep hearing all these rumors. I would wager a small amount of money <laughs> that he has an appearance in Doctor Strange and Multiverse mm. of Madness. Mm. And this batch of news will all be post-Multiverse of Madness when gotcha. we're like reeling from that. And then yeah. they can finally be like, look, this is how... We're merging the universes, whatever. And also a good chance to put his name back out in the collective, you know, mindset. Like, make him not relevant, but put his name back out on the radar. So that when you yeah. go into Doctor Strange, Deadpool is like, it's been, you know, in your consciousness. Yeah. Relatively recently. I read a thing about Charlie Cox, you know. Yeah, Daredevil. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he had like family members telling him how crazy it was to be in the theater and all the people cheering and his yeah. appearance in No Way Home. Right. So he and his wife <clears throat> went to their local theater and <laughs> he was standing in the in the entranceway and they were, his wife was filming him to catch his reaction. Crickets. <laughs> he was like, it was so disappointing that we made this big deal out of it and it felt like nobody, nothing. Yeah. So Indiana Jones 5. So we're going to talk about the Chippendale Rescue Rangers trailer. Yeah, we are. When we get to the trailers. And there's a moment in that trailer where they run through a Indiana Jones store, like souvenir shop. Mm-hmm. And it plays for just a quick second. Dun, 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 mm-hmm. Right? And it like gets you hyped. And I was like taken back when I saw that trailer. And then I realized what's going on is Disney is starting to like organize itself to promote this movie. Mm. Do you see the connection? Do you, do you yeah. follow is, what I'm saying? Is Indiana Jones Disney now? Yeah. Because it was Fox before. Right. And now it's okay. Disney. All right. Yeah. And it's big news because Disney has kind of left it alone. Like they've been all over Star Wars and, you know, all the other sort of big titles. Mm. But now they're sort of digging back into Indiana Jones. And Indiana Jones has now wrapped filming, according to producer Franklin or Frank Marshall. Um, James Mangold is directing and it hits theaters in June 30th of next year. So almost a year. But the, the principal photography and the filming is now done. Um, this is the first Indiana Jones movie that's not being directed by Steven Spielberg. Oh, wow. Yeah. But what's cool, what got my attention, and the reason why I wanted to report on the story is because 
if you were born in 1970, for example, mm. or around there, mm -hmm. then you were in the sweet spot for Indiana Jones. Like, that's your jam. Yeah. Yeah. So that's me. And I'm super excited. I, I hated, um, what was the most recent one? The Crystal? Oh, so bad. Yeah. Crystal Skull. Yeah, it was bad. But I'm, I have high hopes. I'm hopeful that they can do a better job with this. But what got me excited is John Williams has confirmed that he is back to write the film's score. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so John Williams, still not dead. Not, still not dead. <laughs> right. And he's going to be writing for Indiana Jones 5. In some ways more alive than the actor starring in the film. Easy. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Fortunately, I'm pleased to report there's no discussion of Shia LaBeefcake in mm. this one. So we have Harrison Ford, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Mads Mikkelsen, Antonio Banderas McLaughlin, Thomas Kretschmann, Boyd Holbrook, Seanette Renee, and Toby Jones. Mm. That sounds to me like a great cast. I am officially on board and have high hopes for Indiana Jones 5. You know, so sue me. Spielberg may not be do doing Indiana Jones 5, but he is slated to direct a Bullet remake. So smooth. You are just so good. I just, mm, transition. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's almost like somebody put that in the notes. I know. Like in a certain spot. ordered it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. That's crazy. Right. Danny in the staff meeting this morning, he's on his what game. a sharp guy. We got to remember to like give him a shout out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I threw a donut at him. Did you? <laughs> not, not out of anger, but I was like, here, <laughs> have one of these, bud. <laughs> Yeah, and then it hit him like right in the head. Yeah, it was it was jelly filled. Just, yeah. it didn't work out. Super awkward because then all the cats came running over. <laughs> Why do we keep so many cats here? <laughs> I've been trying to get rid of them for yeah. years. Anyway, Steven Spielberg is slated to direct the new Bullet movie, um, as well as produce it. What do you know about this? What do you know about the movie Bullet? Steve McQueen. Right. Super cool. Super cool. Now, when was the last time you watched Bullet? I've never watched Bullet. Exactly. I have watched Bullet. Okay. And I totally get why it was cool at the time. I right. totally get why it's a classic. Right. I also get why it was very much just a commercial for the Mustang. Right. I don't know how this is made into a modern film. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but, <clears throat> okay, so here's what I'm going to say about that. Because Bullet is 90% a really slow, really, really long car chase that, that's not, at the time, was very realistic. Right, right. And very cool. Yeah, but is not now. So as our old friend Hal Lord would say, hmm. let me say this about that. Hmm. If they can make a movie out of, oh, I don't know, Legos. Yeah, but. but <laughs> or the Chipmunks. But that's. This is a remake of a classic film. Like, you can't stray Toy that Story. far. Here's my prediction. I bet you they will stray like crazy. I think they take it to a whole nother level. This Mustang better talk. <laughs> I think that they will... I don't know. I. It'll be interesting to see what he does. There is something cool about these closed-off roads for filming and some regular old car going brr, 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 up the hill yeah. and then... About 30 seconds later of just like almost nothing. And then you have this heavy duty Mustang. <laughs> up the hill. Like it's just kind of like, I mean, I get it. I get why that's cool, but it's right. just a lot of dead space. Yeah. No, I, 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 I don't know. 
I've, I don't know what to think about this news, but it'll be interesting. Well, let's seal off our news this week with maybe something that'll keep your head spinning. Please. Yeah. Jerry Bruckheimer, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, many other great things. Yeah. Lightning striking that tree yeah. before the movie. <laughs> you know it's going to be. It hits that tree every time. It never Bruckheimer. misses. Yeah. Lightning doesn't strike twice, but it does strike about 400,000 times in the same spot. But he's making a new movie, live action Beyblade movie. Do you know what Beyblade Blades is? No. Are you familiar with Pokemon? Yes. Right. <clears throat> you throw these balls and these, these monsters pop out and the monsters fight each other, right? Okay. Now imagine. If you will. If you will. The same premise. But instead of monsters fighting, the two childlike champion wishing characters <laughs> popped out and they're like, let's do battle. And then they threw tops at each other and the tops just knocked into each other until one of the tops fell down. Oh, awesome. That. That sounds like bullet. That's <laughs> <laughs> maybe more exciting. Yeah. <laughs> that's Beyblades. Beyblades. Okay. Yeah. And Bruckheimer. So you're worried about Spielberg being able to make an exciting movie out of a speed car, no, sports car. I just think it's kind of ridiculous. And Now, Beyblades already has an anime. I've never seen it. Maybe it's exciting. Brookheimer can make a movie out of spinning tops. You spin me right round, baby, right round. Fortunately, I'm happy to report that's the end of our news today. Like a record baby. Right <laughs> round, right round. All right. You ready to look at trailers? I am. Okay. We, we have a nice, tight four trailers. They're all, yeah. like, good. There's no, like, throwaways, mm. right? I think I, – I did not, like, love or get excited about any of them, even though I just said none of them are bad. They're all, like, good, solid trailers. It's going to be tricky picking the trailer of the week. Yeah, one of them's a bit of a – Tease. Tease. Well – one of them is oh. one that we not wouldn't normally talk about, right. but I just want to. David insisted. Yeah. So let's start off with the bad guys too. Okay. I, I since the one that I want to talk about is not an official movie release, right? I am going to give this my trailer of the week. Okay. And this is bad guys too. Okay. I thought it was a fun experiment to look into this mo like this movie deeper than before. We saw more comedy. Uh, I love the idea. <laughs> He's just like. Shark, master disguise, was able to steal the right. Mona Lisa while dressed up as the Mona Lisa. By posing as, <laughs> as the Mona Lisa. Yeah. Right. And the fact that all these people don't recognize that it's a giant shark with right. like a mustache. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm also like curious as to how there's these anapomorphic animals, yet there are also just regular animals right. in this world. It doesn't make sense, but whatever. Yeah, I think it's per I think that that is the difference to me. That like makes it perfect. Yeah, and I, I like the idea of them. Like, it's not like all of them decide to become good. They're like reluctantly good, and and they're struggling with the concept of right. of being good and stuff. And I think this looks funny. I think it looks fun. I'm I'm totally on board with the bad guys too. I totally am. And and again. All right, so I guess I will say this is also my trailer of the week. Okay. And again, like the first trailer, I laughed out loud mm. while I was watching it. And the one that, that made me really laugh out loud is the snake is 
eating a uh, push pop. He's trying to share it. Like a little ice cream cone. Yeah. You're trying to practice sharing. And then he refuses to share it and eats a whole thing in one bite. So the shark eats the whole snake. <laughs> and then the snake from inside the shark's belly, you can hear him go, totally worth it. <laughs> so good. So, yeah, I'm excited for the bad guys. I think that's going to be really fun. Next up on our list here is Elvis. Mm. Surprise. Mm. Like... Baz Luhrmann film, yeah, uh, starring Tom Hanks in a arguably good, arguably bad fat suit. Unrecognizable. Yeah, pretty unrecognizable. It's once you recognize him that you're kind of like, but I don't know. Maybe that's early prosthetic. You know. Sure, it's a suit and not just he put on weight for the show. <laughs> He's no Christian Bale. He's no Christian. Bale. He's no Christian Bale. Right. right. So uh, Elvis comes out on June 24th. I did not know this movie was coming. Neither did I. Yeah. It wasn't really on my radar, and I saw the trailer and assumed it was like a Netflix thing. Um, but it's a legit movie. It opens in June of this year. Like, it opens in a few short months. Um, I don't know. What did you think? I thought it looked good. Yeah. I think it just does look good. I like Baz Luhrmann. I love him. He did Great Gatsby, which is one mm-hmm. of my most— it Moulin Rouge. Yeah, both of those. Great Gatsby is one of the movies that I always forget to put on my list of favorite all-time movies. Ah, uh, yeah. And then when I remember it, I'm like, oh, that's one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. Like, you ask me my favorite movies, I never include it. But then when the topic of Great Gatsby comes up, I'm like, that's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Right. What yeah. a dope. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. Let's do Bullet Train. Let's do Bullet Train. All right. Tell me about so Bullet So we train. got a Bullet Train, which... Real teaser. It was, it was a teaser, teaser, like mm. teaser, teaser, teaser. You don't know anything about it. The, in fact, it runs like a commercial, which- For a bullet train. Right. It plays like a commercial for, the name of the movie is Bullet Train. The trailer comes on and it sounds like it, the way they um, <clears throat> set it up, it's, it's made, it leads you to believe it's a commercial for a bullet train, like a new way to travel. It's, it's quiet and relaxing and enjoyable and super fast. And, and then right as it's like ending, there's a quick shot of Brad Pitt sitting there. Yeah, kind of bloodied up a little bit, yeah. exhausted. And if you kind of see blurred in the background, it looks like someone either passed out or knocked out like across mm. from him. Here's my problem. I got a problem with this trailer. What's your problem I'm gonna tell with you. Penn? Let me tell you about my problem. With Penn. It's time for a new segment, the old segment. The old the, new segment. My problem. With Penn. With Penn. <laughs> Here's my problem. I'm going to tell you my problem. My problem is this. My problem is they went so far to make this sound like a commercial that it actually looks like a commercial. Yeah. Like I kept double clicking it to see if I was watching the trailer yet. Mm. Like I had to like literally like pause it to see the length of what am I watching? Is this it? Is this, are we in it? Is this the t- like, there's no opening. It was like, too convincing. Yeah. There's no opening title like sequence that cues you to understand that you're now watching a, a trailer. Like it literally, you go on YouTube and type in bullet trailer or bullet train trailer and then it comes up and you play it and you feel like you're watching a commercial. So I feel like on the one hand, like, okay, well, they did exactly what they set out to do. But on the other hand, like they did is like too much of a good thing. Like they, they should have made something at the beginning that cued you to understand that this is a movie trailer. Like, for example, um, 
what studio, when does it come? You know, is this a year away? Is this next week? No is this 10 years away? Nobody knows anything. Now, one thing that I did read in the comments section, so take it with a grain of salt, but one of the comments was the full trailer drops on Wednesday. So that'll be interesting. So I look forward to seeing that full trailer. Because I will say, I guess it was a successful teaser trailer because it certainly piqued my interest. There was a lot of rumors, speaking of things come, trailers coming, that we were supposed to get Thor Love and Thunder this week. Mm, for and Batman. We, well, last like this past week we were supposed yeah. to get it. So maybe we'll get it with Batman, although it's kind of weird that it would play right. in front of a DC film. Right. Um, but maybe. Maybe. I'm going to be playing our trailer for The Outfit. Mm. That's a movie that we're opening on March 18th. And uh, I told my friends at that studio that I would put that trailer on Batman. Right. Do you remember The Outfit? We watched the trailer for it. It's like a spy movie. Yeah. 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 World War II era, something like that. Oh, yeah. Tom Hanks, right? Oh, I don't I don't think it's Tom Hanks, but it might be. I don't, I don't think it something is. Something like that. It's like it looks... Anyway... We'll yeah. figure it out. All right, last trailer we have, I want to talk about Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Now, Penn, yes. is this a reboot? It's a requel. It's a requel. What it's movie a was, requel, what was that's that? A, that's, a, that's a sequel. What movie was that where they recently, they were, there was like a really self-aware movie? Um, Scream 5. Oh. Yeah. 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 So Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers is not a reboot like you would think it would be like they were rebooting it it's considered a sequel to the show and in this world I, this is what i love about this yeah. you watch the trailer i did and i loved it this was almost this if it weren't uh, this could have been my trailer of the week if it was in theaters because it's so creative yeah it the idea is that chip and dale rescue rangers was a show that chip and dale were in as if they're like real people. As if they're real yeah, people. Yeah, and they and, played Chip and Dale. And it's live action, but they're cartoons, Roger Rabbit style in this universe. Yeah. But I loved how the show is over and they all went their separate ways and they have to come back together for some, I think, real rescue rangering or whatever. <laughs> but I love the idea of they're washed out stars yeah. in this world where cartoon characters are real. And Dale comes back and he's CG. And he's like, we. Well, yeah, I had the CG makeover a couple of years ago, and Dale's still hand drawn. Yeah, I love that like mix yep. and how it works. It's John Mulaney and uh, and uh, Andy, um, what's his name? Sandberg. Sandberg. Yeah, yeah, uh, are the two leads. It looks funny. When does it? When do? When does it drop? I can't remember. Yeah, it's Disney. I'm Plus. I'm totally on board. I would love to watch this. Yeah, I think it looks. I don't understand why they just, this doesn't have a theatrical release because it looks. Well, is Roger it a, Roger Rabbit style? Is yeah. it a show or a movie? Uh, it's a movie. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Well, then that is disappointing. Just add it to the list of the DD list. Ugh. Disappointing Disney list. Disappointing. As far as I'm aware, it's a movie. Yeah. So anyway, it would make a great show. Yeah, it could be a good show too. Well, yeah. it'd be really expensive. But that's yeah. true. It's but it's. I love the idea that it's live action. I think Roger Rabbit's even in the background. Yeah. Well, there's a it. scene with Roger Rabbit. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah I can't remember. I watched this yeah. a little bit ago, but yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, this would have been my trailer of the week too. Yeah, really it was really creative. If you're um, interested, watch. I recommend watching Chippendale Rescue Rangers trailer. It looks good. Yeah, I gotta be honest with you. 
Talk to me. Penn has this amazing poster, Dune poster, right behind him, positioned in a way that the characters keep looking like they're looking at me and catching my eye. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, wait, oh, oh, oh wait, oh, wait, oh, wait. <laughs> they're not real people, Penn, and they're not looking at me. But my brain does not want to acknowledge <laughs> They're that. not real people. <laughs> yeah. This is David's Christmas present. Mm, and which, I'm so happy for it. Which we're here at the end of February. and, and <laughs> well, He's got a nice little guy. We waited for the frame and everything. Yep, yep. So cool. Yeah. And we're going to wait one more week because I want to write up like a little thing about Dune's journey to the big screen. Cannot wait. Yeah. So cool. Thank you. All right. All so right. this week we are reviewing a movie called A Norwegian yeah, I think so. A Norwegian movie called The Worst Person in the World. It was in Norwegian with, uh, I almost said American, but English subtitles. <laughs> what a jerk. Yeah, jeez. It was New Times Roman right. subtitles. <laughs> Times New Roman. Time, oh, yeah. Times New Roman, yeah. yeah. Um, did you watch it? I did not. You did not. Uh, I did. What did you think? I loved it. Is it, it was, tell me more about this film, because you were insistent that we had reviewed it. Uh, the trailer? I had never seen the trailer before. So maybe you had watched it and I missed it or something. Like maybe it was one of those one things was a late edition. Oh. But uh, I had never seen the trailer before. Okay. Uh, so remember that movie Together? Yes. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to talk about that later at the end of the show when we talk about what are you doing, what are you watching, mm. what are you writing, how are you training? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this movie had a very similar vibe to Together. And it, it, I, that might not be a fair statement because the movies are totally different. This movie does not take place in COVID. There's one scene towards the end where she's wearing a mask in one particular scene. So it sort of has a little nod. But this is, you wouldn't call it a romantic comedy. You wouldn't call it a drama. I don't know what you would call it. It's mm. it's either a comedy that has pretty dramatic theme, or it's a drama where the characters are just really funny. Um, but basically, the theme is it, it. You could also, I think, you could also. What do you call a movie if it's coming of age, but the age? Instead of most coming of age movies are like people in their teenage years or early twenties. What if it's a coming of age movie for somebody in their thirties or forties? You know what I mean? It's right. like in a, almost like an awakening. It's like the, the main character is this woman who you madly immediately fall in love with. Like she's just the most likable person, you know, that you ever met. And the beginning of the movie, she's into, she's studying medicine and then all of a sudden she's studying architecture and then all of a sudden she's studying like she's like just that kind of you know she's going through that thing where she doesn't know what she wants to do with her life right you know and then now she decides she wants to be a photographer you know and she ends up like working in a bookstore you know it's like that kind of thing like she's really adrift but she meets this man who she falls in love with um who's 20 years older than her and then while they're sort of stuck in that relationship she meets another man who she kind of falls in love with, who's more her age. But then later in the movie, so spoilers, later in the movie, um, the first guy comes out of the blue and sort of says like, hey, by the way, I have prostate cancer and I'm about to die. And so the, the process of him dying um, 
brings the two of them back close together again, causing her to break up with the second guy. So there's like this like incredible tangled web of personalities. The movie, and, and so at the end of the movie, she is um, the guy. The first guy does die, um, which is handled beautifully by the movie. They don't show him dying or go through, but it's sort of like you know you see, and then you know, um, and then the second guy kind of fades away, and she she sees him out her window one time uh, pushing a baby stroller with some other new woman. You know, so he like obviously the second guy like moved on, and at the end of the movie she's content, and she is um, a photographer working on a movie set. So she's like like they're filming a movie, and so you're you're sort of left with this idea that she's gone through this incredible journey, almost like of self discovery, and the breakup scene where she breaks up with the first guy um, before he has cancer and stuff the breakup scene is fascinating because it goes on. Like it just goes on. It's like, I, I don't, I don't want to put a number to it, but it might be 15 minutes, you wow. know what I mean? Of them breaking up, but it's fascinating. Cause I felt like it was really honest. Um, it, it was a, it was a theatrical. Remember, I hate to make a Seinfeld reference, but do you remember that scene where he's breaking up with the girlfriend in the apartment and he's like there all night and they're like screaming and yelling at each yeah. other and then they're sitting on the couch eating ice cream and then she's locked in the bathroom and yeah. he, she says like something like, I don't even know who you are and Jerry goes, I'm me, nice to meet you. <laughs> but this was like a theatrical version of that. Like it played out over, you know, an extended period of time and they do end up breaking up and... um Anyway, I, I thought it was a beautiful movie. I guess the downside to it is it's, I watched it with a cup of coffee and a bagel in the morning and that's like the way to watch this movie. Mm. Like it's not an exciting movie. It's not a great movie. You know, it's kinda, it's the thing that, the thing that keeps it from being boring is how good she is. And I'm sorry that I'm blanking on her name, but she is amazing and all the, all the actors are very talented. Um, and the scene where she sort of falls in love with the second guy, they, they bump into a party at a wedding where she's crashing. Like she's, she doesn't know anybody at the wedding and she shows up at this wedding and the two of them meet and their night together that night is hysterical, you know, and really endearing, you know, that type of thing. So I don't know, this movie's not going to be around. It's not doing much business. It's not going to be around long. But if you're bored and it'll end up streaming somewhere, if you liked Together, I think you would like this movie. Mm. Because it's, again, the, the cast, other than like people who they come across, is basically these three people, the girl and the two boyfriends. Yeah. Um, there's a dad and there's other you know characters involved and blah, blah, blah. But um, Primarily, it's those three characters. I don't know. I recommend it. I, th I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was beautiful. Um, it was not rushed, um, but it was not great. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't. Yeah. I'm it was not being telling. Marketed you. as like the most romantic movie ever. Yeah. And I was like, I don't get that from the trailer. What's yeah. Kind of sad. Did you the scene in the trailer where she's running down the street and the rest of the world is like stopped? That's an incredible scene. Like that's a, that's, that only happens in that scene. It's not like a, it's not a gimmick that they use throughout the movie. It's just that one scene. And, um, it's actually that scene comes at the beginning of the breakup scene. Oh. Like she tells him we want to break up and then he like freezes. His coffee is like mid pour 
and she runs out of the apartment, runs all the way through town, finds the other boy, kisses him, and then runs back. And when she gets back into the apartment, the guy like snaps out of it and finishes pouring the coffee. But it was a powerful cinematic moment. Like it was a it was a great scene. It was very creative. I've never seen anything like that. Um, I thought it was I thought that was the best scene in the movie. Hmm. But anyway, yeah, no, I know it wasn't it wasn't a hilarious like comedy. I don't, I wouldn't even call it especially romantic. I mean, I guess in a way it was, but at the end she doesn't end up with either of the guys, yeah. which is fine, of course. I mean, it's, you know, maybe that maybe that adds a whole nother level of like goodness to the movie that it's not formulaic and, yeah. and it's not like, Oh, there's these two guys and she's got to choose from one of them. You know, mm-hmm. it's more like, you know, she's finding herself and you you definitely get left with the sense at the end of the movie, which is very satisfying. You get left with the sense that she knows who she is and she's found a spot. You know, she's obviously like got a job, like a decent job. And, um, she looks like she's kind of comfortable in her own skin and you're sort of left to believe like she's going to be okay. So, yeah. So it was a cool movie. It wasn't great, but it was good. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's the worst person in the world. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Now talk about some of the best people in the world. (laughs) Um, Well, this week we don't have time. To read all the listeners' notes. Oh, there were so many. They came in. Oh my God. Because last week, one of us, now, David, we, you and I, mm. we do not point fingers. I don't think I even have any fingers. No, I've never seen a finger yeah. you know, on that side of the table. Right. Right. So we're not we're not gonna get into who said village and who said signs yeah. and who made what reference to M. Yeah. Night Shamlands movies. Like we're just not gonna get into that. I but mean, but without rehashing the history of the Penn Cinema podcast, let's just suffice it to say hmm. last week we were talking about what movie? Uh I forget what movie we were talking yeah. about, but David, I think we were watching a trailer and David said, yeah, it was a trailer. David said, this is like signs. Mm. And I not really getting the reference, but not really wanting to, you know, yeah. we were just like kind of eager school kid trying we, to fit we, in with the cool kids. We were just sort of, but also we were just kind of trying to move on. So David yeah. says it's like signs and I'm like, sure. Because I didn't want to take the thought to like think to, to try to remember what signs was. I seen signs, and thus I made my first mistake ever. First time in the history of the of, show. Of the show, and let me tell you, our listeners were like not Oof. happy that they're Oof. that they're perfect hosts. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Ever make a, a miss? I'm not the one who's supposed to make the miss sayings. Right. Right. The miss sayings. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of made up words, David's not the one with the miss sayings. Right. I tried not to take offense to the number of people who wrote in and were basically, in their own words, they were like, "Well, we expect this shit from Penn." <laughs> <laughs> but not, not uh, High Horse David. Right, not High Horse David. <laughs> <laughs> when in reality, it's low blow David. Right. Penn makes a mistake and I'm just there, oh. right there. <laughs> the thing that I loved about this is that we, first of all, everybody and their brother wrote in pretty much immediately. Yeah, it was so fast. And then second of all, it didn't stop. Like it came all week. Like yeah. as, as people tuned in, and I guess what I did not realize was how many people are like big M Night fans. 
<laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> like, I mean, listen, I, I feel a little bit, I need to like, I feel like I've been, uh, what's the word? Like, um, what's, what, when you're like a fake fan, like, I feel like, poster, poster. yeah, I feel like I, I uh, have been outed a little bit mm. as like a fake M night fan because <clears throat> if the topic of M night comes up, I'm always like, Oh, I love M night. Yeah. But what movie? And then I'm like, uh, I liked Lady in the Water. That's the last movie I ever paid money to see before Penn Cinema was built. You were like Avatar. That was a good one. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. But but you see what I'm saying? Like, like I consider myself a fan of mm-hmm. M. Night. But when you made the reference to Signs, I did not pick up that that was not the movie. Like, I've seen all M. Night's movies. Right. And I enjoyed all of them. And I, I tell people that I'm a fan. But when it came up on the show... I did not, A, I did not pick up on the reference, and B, sitting here a week later, I can't remember, like, the difference. Mm. Like, I'm not sure. If if we went and reviewed the same trailer and you made the same reference, yeah. I probably would have been like, yeah. <laughs> so The Village is the one with the old-timey, like, Amish-type people. Yeah, they're, like, in the forest. Right. Yeah. And that's what this movie was. was a bunch of pe- people right. keeping people in slaves in the forest in Georgia. Oh, the movie was Nope. That's what it was. Yeah. No, it wasn't Nope. Nope is the Alien movie by uh, by Jordan Peele. So it wasn't Nope. But this was also another, uh, yeah, uh, racially charged film about them keeping slaves in Georgia. See, now this is funny because now that everyone's going to write in and be like, you guys can't even remember the name of the movie you were talking about. That is, if they've been listening to the show for at least one episode, they should know that that's how it goes. I think it was Nope. It's it's not Nope. Nope is the Jordan Peele movie. I I can picture Nope perfectly. I will die on that hill. It's Jordan Peele's alien abduction film. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this is something else, and it's in the 70s, and the girl comes out thinking that she was raised on a pla- right. Uh, right. plantation right. to find that. Because I 70s. thought it was a time travel movie, right? and then you opened my eyes because I missed that. Mm. I missed that context. Because then they go back. Right, yeah. and then and then that's when you said it's, it's like, like signs. signs. But what I meant was The Village, where signs is the movie that's like nope, Loosely. Oh, That's, it's signs. Podcast at pencinema.com. <laughs> signs is the move is the alien invasion. All right. I mean, I think what we can all take away from this is that I need to go back and rewatch some of my M Night movies. Apparently. Yeah. So we got memes sent in. Well where that you made. Yeah, I made that, some that good, were good like memes. hilarious. If you didn't see the memes, go to the Penn Cinema Podcast Facebook page because yeah. I started making a meme and I couldn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> and they were great, and 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 then I think one of my favorite, like we got a lot of we got a lot of people writing in, but <laughs> the abacus writes in, and he says, yeah. "How come right. when Penn makes a mistake, I'm the only one to, to point <laughs> right. it out, but David makes a mistake and everyone's on it?" He said, "I guess Penn just has to do better at not making mistakes." Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> the abacus is always so quick. Yeah. He's so quick Tallying to jump. It up. Yep, yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. Now the other, I'm, I'm going to call you out on another mistake you made mm. because we had a, a, a email from Robert reads a lot. Oh, and I called him the wrong name. And you tried notes. to put a wrong name in our notes. So I knew it was something different. 
David tried to call him Rock'em Sock'em Rob, which this I don't. Was a different guy. Which I don't really understand. It was a different guy. Oh, a different guy. Yeah. Okay, so Robert Reed <clears throat> wrote in and made a really interesting point about the Oscars because we were talking last week that I made the comment that this might be the year that finally, like, I, I know that in past years, like, you could f make you could kind of make this statement like nobody cares about the Oscars. But not literally. Like, we still talked about it. We cared about it. Yeah. We commented on it. Like, it was a big milestone in the annual calendar of movies. Of you know, big yeah, deal. Always is. And I made the comment that I think this could be the year that it finally, truly, nobody cares. Mm. And we speculated about um, the role that streaming plays in that and the role that studios who streaming movies but throw them in a movie theater for a couple of days. And I know I've been... I've part of the problem because I've played those types of movies sometimes. But anyway, so Robert Reads a Lot wrote in an interesting thing that I'm going to just read rather than trying to yeah, please. trying to um, uh, summarize. you read than me. That's what I always say. <laughs> so here's his take on the Oscars. This is from <laughs> our friend Robert Reads a Lot. The problem with the Oscars is that they don't understand who their admittedly shrinking audience is. If they did... They wouldn't make confounding decisions like removing editing and score from the broadcast, hoping somehow that will lure in an ABC viewer who simply doesn't exist. Ratings for the Oscars continue to decline for a multitude of reasons. Movies no longer being at the center of our culture, daily access to celebrities through social media, and so many people cutting the cord on their TV being at the top of the list. But 10 million people still watched the show last year when it was almost entirely small movies with limited or no theatrical runs. Sidebar, they had to have a theatrical run, mm. even if it was limited. So maybe, maybe what he meant was no real theatrical yeah. run. Okay, anyway. Those people love it. So last year, 10 million people still watched the show when it was almost entirely small movies with limited or no real theatrical runs. Those people loved it. They want to see clips on how the incredible production design for Dune was created. And if the Oscars aren't careful, they're going to lose those viewers too. The great thing about the Oscars is the platform it can give for smaller movies. Some people may have noticed the worst person in the world snuck in there for a Best Original Screenplay nomination, and hopefully it means they'll seek the movie out. I had the chance to catch it during the virtual Sundance last month, and I'll be excitedly dragging my significant other to see it again this Friday at Penn Cinema. The problem with the Oscars isn't rating or relevance. It's that they don't seem to understand what people like about the show in the first place. All right, so I think those are really good points, and I think what he's saying is the Oscars are only going to appeal to a certain slice of the world anyway. Mm -hmm. So you should try to cater to that slice better rather than trying to cater to some audience who you're not going to capture anyway. Right. And I think this is a change in strategy that they haven't acknowledged because in the past – you got that niche audience because yeah. what else was there to watch type of thing. The same thing with the, the Olympics. You didn't have a lot of choice. Mm. And now we have an abundance of choice with streaming and all this stuff, other things that we could be doing other than watching mm. the Oscars. Mm. So it was like when the Oscars was on, your regular shows were not on. You're SOL. You're going to watch the Oscars. That's is, is that the ultimate irony here? Mm. That streaming is screwing up the Oscars? Yeah. So the reason why I'm not watching the Oscars is because I'm watching your stupid movie, which is available on Hulu tonight whenever I feel like watching it. Probably. 
Like that's yeah. a that's a great, hilarious, ironic statement. Right. Now, so so yeah, I think that's I think that's a hundred percent what it is. There's yeah. other things. I love the Olympics, but there were so many nights that I found myself just doing my normal like YouTuber or, or yeah. Netflix thing. I was like, wait a minute, I should be watching the Olympics. Yeah. But I was watching these other things because I wanted to, and I could yeah. just start them whenever I wanted. And I think that's what you have. And it used to be, the hosts they'd be like, hey, how do we get the people who aren't here, aren't the niche audience, to come watch the Oscars? Billy Crystal. Right. Billy Crystal's here. He's making jokes. Right. It's a big show. That's what drew in the rest of the people. Right. When there was nothing else to watch, right. why should we watch this thing? It's because of the show. Right. Well, now nobody cares. Nobody's going to watch Schlock when they can do whatever they want. That's fascinating. So, Yeah, that's a really good point. All right. Well, thanks for writing that in. That was a really interesting take. And I also, just real quick... Uh, I think he's also commenting on that the decision from the Oscars to remove a lot of the sort of yeah. uh, behind the scenes production elements from the broadcast, which is, I agree, a, a huge mistake mm -hmm. and a dis disservice to the industry. All right, David, what you doing? What are you reading? What are you watching? Man, it has been a week. I was busy. Uh, I was also getting my sleep schedule back to normal from... Ah having all that time off and being up at weird hours. So trying to go to bed early and not staying up to watch stupid stuff. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I've got my regular shows, the Gilded Age, Destiny, or, um, you know, Star Trek Destiny, um, Peacemaker finished up really good. Raised by Wolves, I'm really into right now, even though it's weird as heck. Um, but my friends, I used to have this horrible, horrible video game addiction called Destiny 2. Ah. And they updated it big time. Uh -oh. And I've been out of it for years. And my buddies, they were all like, like my big group, they're like, do we dare? Because we all got out of it. And we all dipped back in. We're like, mm. should we? Because it was one of those things that's been so long. It was a bit of an investment to get back in. Yeah. And so we made the investment. So it is really good. But at the same time, we're like, well, we, we kind of put adult money into this. So maybe we should do this thing that we put our money into for at least a little bit. So it's a reluctant fun time yeah. with Destiny 2. Um, but I see you have you see you have the Gilded Age on your list, which I don't know if you're caught up, but Nathan Lane, boom. Boom. I am not at all caught up. Okay. Amy and I just started it. Okay. And when I say Amy and I, I mean Amy. Oh. I watched the first 10 minutes mm. and was really excited because I was thinking to myself, this looks like a lot of fun. It takes place in New York City. Like 1800s as New York City is being built, you know, like yeah. fascinating, really interesting. Great actors. I was really taken by the whole thing, and I'm looking forward to watching more of it, but I fell sound asleep. Mm. Not out of boredom, just because it, it was late at night. and It's not very know, fast. It's not fast. It's very soothing. Mm. You know, next thing you know, I'm completely zonked. The problem I had, you have to ask me about this, the first episode, I thought, I didn't think it was going to be very good. Like, it was a first episode. It was harsh. And everything was like green screened. Yeah. It was clear that it was a pilot because second episode, everything's a real set. Oh. And that's when it's like, yeah. oh, this movie's so much better when it feels like it's in a, or the show is when it feels like it's in a real yeah. environment. Well, Amy loved it and I'm going to catch up and we're going to watch it. I watched a bunch of other crap that honestly, I can't even remember what it was. Mm. I watched a bunch of movies that I fast forwarded, mm. like just because I, I, I didn't want to like 
I didn't want to keep watching the movie, but I wanted to know how it ended. Right. Like you that. needed to get to finish reading Dune. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, but two movies that I did watch that are worth commenting on. One is called I Want You Back, um, which I think has your boy Charlie Cox. Oh, yeah. Or Fox. Cox. 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 Um, and he, I thought this movie was really good. It was really cute. And again, it's kind of like, um, I didn't think it was the best, you know, but it's mm. like, it suffices. You know, it's a romantic comedy type of thing. And um, it was corny and cheesy and, you know, all the bad things. Um, but it was also entertaining and fun and easy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like sometimes you want an easy movie. Then the other movie that I wanted to comment on was Amy and I watched Together. Yeah. For, now, I think if I remember correctly, you didn't watch this when we reviewed it? No, I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So this was my second time, Amy's first time. And we were both reminded of what an incredible movie this is. So good. And so this is a great example of, I mean, this could be one of my top movies of 2021. And a, another example of like, why aren't, why weren't both of them nominated for Best Actor or Best Actress? It's definitely one of my favorite top, I would say top five of 2021. Easily. Yeah. I, yeah, I love this movie for how real and raw it is. Yeah. Um, and it's not even like, you know, sometimes you love these movies and you're like, uh, but it's too depressing to watch over again. But I don't feel like this one. No. It's not that way. Like, yeah. You could watch this movie again. I was, I, I already, I, this was my second time watching it and I was glued to it. Like mm -hmm. I didn't look away. You know, I was yeah. watching every single scene. Um, and I just think this was an incredible movie for all the reasons that you said. It was also very creative. It was beautifully shot somehow, even though the whole movie takes place in their kitchen pretty much. Um, and then the other thing that I felt was interesting about it was I felt like it was a really, the most realistic thing I've seen in terms of like COVID life. Yeah. So, you know, if your great grandchildren you know, need a glimpse of what was COVID like, there's going to be all kinds of official, like, oh, people stayed in their houses and people blah, blah, blah. But like you watch this movie, this will give you a real sense. And the thing that was most consistently real for me was how frequently they were asking each other questions that they did not know. Like, is that safe? Can she come here? Could, you know, yeah. and, and it was like, I don't know. Like, that's what I remember about like the spring of 2020 was like so many conversations ended in, I don't know. Yeah. You know, and nobody knew and there was nobody to ask because nobody knew. And that was part of why it was such a scary situation. But anyway, so I watched it together um, and I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Again. Definitely recommend a drink. What, what's it on right now? Um, Is it Amazon or? It might be Amazon. Yeah. It's either Amazon, Netflix or Apple. Got it. It's one of the, it's either Amazon, Netflix, Apple, Hulu, <laughs> Hulu, Paramount, Paramount Plus, Plus <laughs> Universal, HBO Max. It's uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, uh, so next week, just a small little film. What indie, movie? What movie's coming out? Indie film, uh, the Batman. Right. Yeah, Robert Battenbats. What's that like a comic book thing? Uh, yeah, I think it's based on a visual novel. Oh, as they call it. <laughs> 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 graphics graphic yeah. novel yeah graphic graphic novel yeah. so next week's the batman look if you want to tell us what you thought about the batman or about how i've never made a mistake ever before and this was <laughs> thwarted on me somehow right the week before uh go ahead and and shoot us an email podcast at pencinema.com that's the number one way to get in touch with us number two way head up our facebook facebook.com you know slash pencinema podcast mm -hmm. 
Uh, there's always a conversation going on over there. We got Trailer Master Jason posting up our yep. trailers. He posted a cool thing this week. He said we should have a voting thing oh. for for that for listeners to vote on what the best trailer was of the week. I'm not sure how to do that. I'm gonna have to look into it. I don't, I'm sure you can. Oh, we know how to do that. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. We can do that. That's a great idea. Right. I, I didn't catch that. Yeah. And he's like, we should be able to vote on yeah. the trailers. Yeah. So. Uh, there's that idea. And then you've got a lot of other people who are always really active over yeah. there. So check it out. Now, Penn, if you want to support the show, mm. what's the number one way to do that? Well, you know, David, I'm all yeah. about the long game. Mm. I'm not about immediate gratification. I'm about the long game. Yeah. Right. So what a lot of people are doing, I don't know. Did you hear about this in the news? I, I might have. <laughs> did you read? I missed the news last night. Oh, so Yeah. So you yeah. might have missed the segment. Yeah. But there's been a massive spike in enrollments. <laughs> At colleges of art and design. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so what people are doing by the incredible numbers, people are enrolling at colleges of art and design. Like for example, here in Lancaster, we have the Pennsylvania college of art and design down there mm -hmm. on Duke's on Prince street. And it's amazing because what's actually happening is people are enrolling in the college <gasps> so that they can write visual novels based on the Penn cinema podcast. What? Yeah. And so right there, what they're doing is book number one, Episode one, the one where Penn and David pretend that they know something about the Oscars, <laughs> where they review the Oscars on movies they haven't they seen. Haven't seen. <laughs> Remember that movie podcast where the guys don't watch the movies? That's the one I like. <laughs> See, there's lots of movie podcasts where they watch the movies and talk about them, yeah. but only one show where, <laughs> <laughs> where they don't. They don't know they're, nothing. They're not shy about it. I can't believe that we did that. Got to start somewhere. That man. was a dark period. 162 episodes. Ago. That was a dark period in our time. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so people are writing stories, writing graphic novels, one graphic novel for each episode. Mm. So you know, you're, one, once these guys matric matriculate through college, I'm sorry, what? Matriculate mm. through college. Yeah. That's when we're going to start seeing an explosion in Penn Cinema podcast graphic novels. And let me tell you what I'm really excited about. Frodo's. Well, the Penn Cinema podcast. Pottery. Pot the pottery. Yeah. That's that's a sight to be seen. That must have been on the news the night before night last before. night because yeah, I the, missed that. The other kids yeah. are like graphic novels and whatever. Let me show you yeah. Some, re real art. Some Penn Cinema pottery. Penn Cinema. <laughs> <laughs> that's gold. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, once again, for the Penn Cinema Podcast, I'm David Walton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. Take, Take care, care and party, party on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com. <laughs>